Hey, welcome back to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan, where we have good conversations with good people and any good conversation worth having, it's worth having drunk. We are still live down in the lovely Profit Rocket 2022 Symposium in the city of Sin, Las Vegas. And today, we had Dustin Van Orman on from Any Hour Heating and Cooling. You've probably heard of them. They're $100 million per year outfit. Fascinating conversation. And we talked a lot about recruiting. We went into it about their keys to recruiting and actually a metric metric that indicated that recruiting was an issue within their business. Here's another part. What point does your business no longer become a heating and air business or heating and cooling business? And what point does it become a recruiting business? Fascinating stuff. Enjoy. Welcome to another HVAC Success Secrets Revealed live from Vegas at the Service Rocket. We are having a blast here today. Another great speaker just ended, and actually a panel of speakers. And we managed to sneak out real quick to do another show. We got Dustin Van Orman on the show. He is the Vice President of Business Mergers and Acquisitions, correct? That's pretty close. close pretty close? We'll, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with that. All right. At Any Hour Home Services, which they are now operating in 15 different locations with 11 different businesses that are part of the group, $100 million organization, and you've been with them for a couple minutes. Couple started minutes. when they were just at $2 million. Yeah, I'll point out, I started with any hour. It's been almost 12 years ago now. Jeez. When I started with the business, I we just decided that if we were gonna build this business together. Well, it excited me, I'll back up just a little bit. So I was self-employed before then. Okay. And uh, when I talked to Wyatt at the business there, I got kind of excited, just the idea of working with people that were like-minded, wanted to build something great together, right. and I could focus on what I was good at and not worry about all that back office stuff, right? So I turned it over to the team, jumped on board with Wyatt and the team there, and that was when we were about $2 million. And at that one location in Utah, you talk about the 15 locations, but I do got to point out that the $100 million in revenue that we're generating is all at that one location in Utah. Much bigger if you look at all the businesses together, but totally. pretty awesome. But yeah, we started, we were $2 million, and I'll tell you, you tell me when to let you ask a question, I can just ramble. Go, you go. But so far, hanging out here with my friends at this event, the funnest time I've had so far is meeting all these business owners that are just getting started. And they're kind of at that same point where I was at 12 years ago, $2 million inside and just getting started and hearing their story and the questions they're asking and being able to talk about the things we've done to grow in our business. Who's back there? Is that Victor dancing? Yeah, Victor, yeah. Victor's dancing behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, a stud man. right here. This is a stud. Everybody needs to listen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's been great just getting to know people and hearing their story and, and their challenges and their success. And that's what these events are all about is who you can meet and how you can learn from them. So. Right. right. Well, thinking about challenges and frustrations, I mean, being with a business at 2 million to 100 million, there's probably quite a few of them. I mean, I want to say top, but I mean, top three or any, I mean, challenge and frustrations that you think would be worthwhile for somebody that is, like you said, you're meeting a lot of people that are new and they're in that same spot. What are some things that they're going to be able to, I guess, not necessarily look forward to, but also know that are coming and how to adequately handle those in their growth? Okay. One thing I'll attribute most of our success to and a lot of the things we've done is the team that we've done it with. Right. A lot of these people I meet, they're here alone, some of them I've noticed, and it's who you build this with. Who are you going to develop in your business as a leadership team to uh, take it to the next level? You're trying to figure out how to overcome those growth hurdles, but are you doing it alone or are you doing it with strong people? Look at our team right now, and I'm working with the same management team that I started with. Wow. We haven't lost a single manager in 13 years. Wow. 
And so I know that the people I work with, they support me. They've got my back. I can go to an event like this and not worry about what's happening at home because they're going to take care of business. And so who are you working with and are they giving you the support you need? And you're all rowing in the same direction. You can get past anything if you surround yourself with the right people. Well, the greater executive team, right? When you hire the right talent and the right individuals, again, common theme from yeah. today is surrounding yourself with the right people within the organization. And you can become unstoppable <laughs> if you have the right people there. So those roadblocks that you ran into, if you could give someone advice on how to get through them and what that process looked like, do you have a structured process for when you hit a roadblock at any of those companies that you're bringing on and you're acquiring? Because obviously there, there is a roadmap to how you got to $100 million. Maybe there isn't a roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up every day, go to work and work hard. Our core values as a business are uh, win, win, win. Mm -hmm. First core value, make sure that you're uh, everyone involved in a decision in business. Everyone is having a win. Your customers have to have a win. Your employees, the people that you work with have to have a win. And the company has to be profitable, so it has mm -hmm. to have a win. Now, one thing I'll point out on that, we truly believe that our customers have to have a win. But a little twist on that, my customers personally, I mean, the management team. And so my customers are our employees. Right. I need to make sure that the people I work with and surround myself with is my number one priority. I need to make sure they have a five-star experience. And then I know that if I'm taking care of our employees in any way I can, they're going to take care of their customer, which is our homeowners that we provide service to, right? But win, win, win. Honesty and integrity is our second core value. Hard work and being fully invested. We believe that if somebody will come in and they're focusing on giving a five-star experience, they're honest, they're taking care of people, they're, they have integrity when, when nobody's looking, they'll work hard, really hard, right? It takes hard work to be su successful and uh, being fully invested. We provide a lot of opportunities for people to work with us to invest in themselves, to get great training and to uh, develop their skills and, and abilities. And, mm -hmm. and we've promised them that if they'll invest in us, we'll invest in them. Mm -hmm. So those, those are some core values I think we really focus on at work and at home and in life. You live by those, you'll be successful. So Well, work, home, life, right? Make sure that your core values are aligned as an owner yeah. with what your, not just your work, but everywhere, right? Because you want to eat, sleep, live, breathe what your core values are. And you know, I like the part where you talk about your customers and your employees. I mean, your people product price. I mean, I always look at it that way. I mean, if you care about your people first as a business, that's whether right. that's your, either your customers or your employees, they're kind of, they're both one and the same. And I'm glad you made that distinction. You're always going to have a winning business, but if you put price or product in front of your people, it's never going to be successful. I agree with you. Price is one of those things. Obviously we have to charge the right price to be profitable as a business. And I tell you what, we believe in making money. We're going to have a strong profit and we're always going to continue to do what it takes to make sure the profits are coming in. Right. But that doesn't mean you just raise your price w without putting the effort in to know that you're charging the right price, not just too much. Yep. You know, yep. so. I'm curious what your sticking points were in your business. Were there any certain levels in revenue where you guys stuck around a little bit too long or longer than you were hoping for on your way through this process? The biggest sticking point that I saw in this 12 year history, there was a time when we were at approximately 35 million. Right. Okay. And before then, obviously you got little hurdles you're overcoming, right? But we did pretty good with the team we've got at getting past most of those hurdles. But there was a time when we did some restructuring in how management was positioned, not changes in people, but just how it was set up, right? And for a short time, we fell slack on our recruiting efforts just a little bit. Now, Wyatt, I, for any of you that know Wyatt, incredible. If you ask him what's the most important thing in your business, I'm going out on a limb here, but I think he'll tell you it's recruiting. Right. He actually ran all the recruiting in our business personally until we were 35 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. Now, most, one of the things I've seen a lot of businesses is a lot of businesses, people just don't have somebody wearing the recruiting hat. Right. 
everybody's so busy running the operational side of things that that hat gets neglected just a little bit. Yep. It was so important to us for our growth and bringing in the right people to boost our culture that Wyatt himself did that recruiting until 35. Now, when we did that restructuring just a little bit, we didn't grow nearly as much that year as other years. We've grown typically close to 30% every year for years and years and years and years. And that year we slowed way down because the recruiting efforts changed. And so we noticed a hurdle there. We started rebuilding and getting back on top of recruiting and we just took right off again. So... If people want to grow, it comes to recruiting, but not just recruiting, recruiting right. Mm-hmm. Bring strong people in. Don't just hire everybody. Hire people that you know are going to do a good job, that are going to be a part of your culture and lift the people around them. Right. And then if you found somebody you believed enough in to hire, stick by them. When a year later rolls around and you see that they're not performing quite as well, it doesn't mean that they're worn out and no good. It means that something's happened and they need you to boost them back up and and make them strong again. So hire the right people, believe in them and give them support. You hired them for a reason. You believed in them once. Uh, Give them what they need to be successful. I'm curious on that. I mean, knowing that the recruiting part of it was the cause for the slowdown, what gave that away to you guys? What was the metric that you noticed to say, mm, shit, we got a problem with our recruiting side of things. We need to step that back up to get back on our growth. It wasn't just one thing. It was it was pretty obvious from the get-go that not enough new hires were coming in. The company was slowing down a little bit. It, it took us a minute to get it back on track. We needed to make sure that the restructuring we were working on was done and everyone was stable in their positions and we were ready to move forward and get the right person in. I will tell you that at that point I was honored because Wyatt asked me to step in his place and take mm. on the recruiting. So at about 36 million, I jumped in the recruiting role and we right. took off like a storm. It was, Even it was better fun. than when Wyatt was in charge of it? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt is, he, he's a powerhouse. I mean, if you haven't ever been able to just sit down with him personally, you need to because yep. uh, he'll inspire you. He inspires everybody. He's a better recruiter than I am. But I was honored to be able to jump in and start taking on that role, and we grew very well. So. With that, I mean, I guess, what are your guys' keys to recruiting? Somebody's hearing this, they're like, mm, I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna, I mean, I, I, there's a lot, I know, yeah. but, yeah. I'm going to invite you to come out for a visit and see the recruiting firsthand, and yeah. anyone that's listening is welcome to come for a visit where yeah. our doors are open. But I can give you a few things. We take a unique approach to the recruiting process we invite everybody we get about 500 applications per month Mm. okay so we get a lot of people interested in coming into business location single location and now people that are joining us in the in the partnership as well we're we're helping them to where we can find a need in recruiting to just give some suggestions and pointers but they're all doing very well right but we take a unique approach we invite everybody we don't screen applications beforehand because some people might just suck at writing an application right now a resume right so we invite everybody in and experienced or non-experienced. Because we're hiring in all positions, right? We're looking for great people that boost our culture. Right now we're about 365 employees at that one location. And we, for five years running, have maintained 90% retention. We don't let our people go, we fight for them. But in this recruiting approach, we'll, we'll bring people in, we'll take them on a, a tour of the entire facility. Right. When they come for an interview, we don't just sit them across the desk. We take them for a tour. We want to see what they're going to be doing if they join us. And as I've done those tours and taking people around the business, my goal is always to break down barriers. If you just bring them in and put them across the desk for an interview, they're nervous. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're not going to see who that person really is because they're just kind of terrified to be sitting there across from whoever's there. Right? Yeah. Me, I'm in a tie. I'm going to be intimidating. But I'll take them around the, the building and I'll, I'll get them to laugh. I'll crack some cheesy jokes and break down those barriers, ask them some questions, get to know them. And I'll do those tours in a group. So I'll have 10 to 15 people in, at a time and I'll get them to start talking to each other and and uh, show them around the place, get them laughing, 
by the time the tour's over, I've already, I have a pretty good idea who I think would be a great fit right. at the company, right? And then we'll give them an interview and talk to them one-on-one and give them a chance to express themselves. But another thing I found too, is I'm interviewing people, like I say, in that tour, whether they're going to be a good fit or not. Yep. Now, sometimes the reasons they're not a good fit, it might just be that they need to go get a little bit more experience or they need to mature a little. And so we can give them some coaching. We might say, hey, go and learn what's behind the sheetrock and then come in and do service with us. We just might not have that apprenticeship role open at the time. But a lot of times you just you don't see a great fit maybe ever, but they just went on a tour and saw how cool the business is and they want to work here so bad. It's a great opportunity to ask them if they know anyone else that might be interested in working with us at any hour. Right. Okay. So I can't tell you how many people we've found that have joined our business that came from people that I never hired. No. So it's a good opportunity. Referrals on recruiting is like, most people don't think about that, right? I do do want to say that the average retention rate of a company in the U.S., this is just not HVAC in general, is about 60%. Yeah. So you guys are 90%, which is phenomenal based on culture, right? So what's your top cheesy joke that you say? (laughs) Well, it's terrible to ask. You're putting me on the spot. That's 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 how we roll. That's how we roll. So... I always get a chuckle because, you know, I'm not really skinny, but we have a pretty nice gym there, a workout facility, and yeah. we'll go through the gym. And, of course, I got to point out my round belly and talk about how I don't actually use the gym. And, <laughs> and everybody laughs at my suffering, but no, it's just whatever you think of it. Yeah. My tours are never scripted. People right. come through, and you, it's always kind of fun and witty, yeah. right? Nice. But, like that. but no, I share my roundness and it makes people laugh i don't know why it's not funny to me so guess you gotta use that gym i do i need to use the gym more that's all right well as we wrap up here because we try to keep these uh fairly short yeah and we'd definitely love to have you on for a longer episode at some point as well just tell me when absolutely i'm curious what's one question you wish people would ask you more but they don't a question they ask me more but they don't ask I think we're going to go back to that the conversation about retention. I see so often people are so willing. Somebody comes and says, I'm quitting. They give notice, whatever it is. They're just so willing to let them go. Right. So the question I wish they'd ask me is, how do we keep our people? Not how do I replace my people? Don't replace your people. Keep them. Talk to us. We're happy to share secrets on what we've done to create a culture where people want to stay. And then even more, when people decide, hey, I don't want to work here anymore. I mean, to me, that's that's personal. They're firing me, and I'm kind of not okay with that. And so what do we do to save those people? How do we get them to re-engage in the business and be involved again? Let's talk about it. Let's figure out how to keep our people, not just replace them. I love that. Yeah. I was going to ask, what's your number one tip in keeping people? But I think we probably yeah. <laughs> we hit on that pretty good. It usually has it usually has ice cream involved. There you go. Yeah, I nice. like ice cream. Yeah. Nice. That doesn't help with the round belly, but. No. no. <laughs> Amazing. If someone did want to reach out, what's the best way for them to reach out? I would be happy to have you call me directly. Can I get my phone number on here? Oh, sure. All right. So call me directly. My number is area code 801-787-3546. I will point this out really quick. When I started with Any Hour, again, 12 years ago, the first week I was on the job, Wyatt and myself jumped in the truck. We called this our good to great trip. Yep. If you're familiar with the book, Good yep, to Great very, by very yeah, familiar, Jim yep. Collins. Absolutely. Yeah, Jim Collins. Fantastic book if you haven't ever enjoyed that book. So we threw the book on the truck CD player, right, back then. And, uh, uh, at least you didn't say 8-track. <laughs> so I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we jumped in the truck and we drove to Denver from Utah. It's about an yep. eight-hour drive. And we went and visited with three different businesses there. And we learned from them. We're $2 million in revenue back then, right? right? We went and we toured their facility. They were gracious. They opened their doors. They 
shared lunch with us, and we had just a fantastic experience. And so we've benefited greatly from people over the years that we've been able to visit with. And we have always opened our doors for people to come and learn from us if we can share with them. Love that. So, yeah, my phone number is there. Anyone is welcome. Call me anytime except for when I'm asleep. <laughs> I was going to say 3 a.m., but no. I was going to put out a time there. But yeah. okay. All right. But no, we, we would love to have people come visit. Sure. We're all about opening the doors and sharing what we're doing. We hope to see the industry improve. So please come. Love to have you. I love it. Yes. And I sincerely hope that there are owners that have the courage to step up and set their ego aside and say, I'm willing to come learn. Yep. Please. Because yep. it's that's the only way you really, truly grow. It is. I mean, success leaves close, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, even if your goal isn't to be a hundred million dollar per year business, maybe your goal is a $10 million per year business or even a $5 million per year business and you're not there and you just want to have that ear or that, I guess, use your ear for that person to just get some advice, put the ego aside and just pick up the phone and call. Absolutely. If you come for a visit, we're going to introduce you to all the managers. You're going to meet people in all the trades. You're going to be able to tap into the experience that got us to where we are. And we made it through those growth obstacles you talked about together as a team. We can share the different levels of that progress as a company. Yep. But we're happy to share the people that have helped us get there. Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much, Dustin. You're Appreciate welcome. you taking the time. Yes. We'll let you Appreciate get back it. to the event. Maybe go have a beer tonight at the Black Tie event. There we go. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Awesome. All right. Till next time. Cheers. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed. Before you go, two quick things. First off, join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HVAC Revealed. The other thing, if you took one tiny bit of information out of this show, no matter how big, no matter how small, all we ask is for you to introduce this to one person in your contacts list. That's it. That's all. One person. So they too can unleash the ultimate HVAC business. Until next time. Cheers.